We now begin Lecture 6, Shishi, of Parshas Mitzvah. In the last Parsha, we learned about the male condition of Zov and how the Zov himself requires a seven-day period and an eight-day korban, depending upon the type of Zov that he is, etc., and the various halachos which apply to things he sits on, touches, etc. Now we're going to learn at about a, a, a lesser tumor, something which is not a disease, but a natural, uh, frequent um, uh, condition, and that is a male who emitted sperm, whether as part of his sexual relations with, with his wife, or um, otherwise. Uh, through a nocturnal emission or masturbation or whatever. You have a person who has emitted sperm. That person is Tommy. To become, uh, to exit that tumor state. He must immerse his entire body. This is in general a rule about immersion in a mikvah that one uh, has to immerse his entire body in the mikvah. And this is not a zov. This is not this uh, flux of this um, unusual, perhaps pathological uh, fluid. This is the normal emission of sperm. The Rambam writes, look in the Rambam in Hilchus Mechusrei Kaporo Perik Beis, the Rambam writes that among the differences between these two fluids is that a zov does not feel uh, the the uh, uh, fluid exiting his body. There's no s- sensory experience. There's no feeling coming along with it. The flow is kind of almost unconscious. And he sees it, but he doesn't feel it. However, the emission of sperm, of course, is accompanied uh, by feeling. You know that you've uh, emitted sperm. So in any case, the Torah continues and says, any cloth or leather which has sperm upon it must be immersed in a mikvah and remains tome until the evening. Um, a woman who sleeps with a man who has uh, marital relations, who has intercourse, so that obviously inside of her there is now sperm. She also is Tomei. And both of them, meaning the man and the woman who partake in um, sexual intercourse together, must go to the mikveh, and otherwise they're Tomei until the evening. So the tumor here is a quick tumor. It's during opening till nightfall uh, and go to the mikveh, wait till nightfall and you're tohor again. That's the that's the state of keri. That's the state of, sorry, of the halacha of sheikh vazera, which is called keri. Keri meaning a something which happens. Uh, often uh, men emit sheikh vazera unconsciously while sleeping. That's called keri. Uh, but even when one does it consciously as a part of a copulation, 
there is the same halacha of the emission of Sheikh Bazera. Now, let's continue with the next halacha. We're moving now from males to females. Um, and in dealing with women, we're going to be studying two conditions. Now, I will be forced in this presentation to adhere to the psukim. We're learning chumash. We're not about to learn halacha. So therefore, if you hear anything now, and it sounds strange to you, unlike our contemporary uh, practices with regard to these conditions, don't be surprised. We're talking now about what the Torah says at its level about two conditions. These two conditions seem to be different ones, perhaps biologically, but certainly halachically, and they are the condition of a nida, of a menstruant woman, and the word nida means distanced, separate, because a woman who is menstruant is separate from her husband, is distant from him. And another condition, which also involves a flow of blood from the uterus, but it's not nida, it's called zava. And the zava flow of blood does not occur during the regular menstrual cycle, but seems to occur as, 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 as off the cycle, the usual menstrual cycle. So there's nida and zava. Chazala defined a period of 11 days, they defined a period of 7 days as nida, and then a period of 11 days subsequent to those 7, during which the flow has a halacha of a zava. So there's Nida and Zava. The first few psukim which we are encountering now, Pasukutes and on, deal with a woman who is a menstruant woman who is menstruating, normal condition of normal women. The Isha Zava, Dom Zava If a woman is flowing blood, and blood is flowing from her flesh. What is the meaning of these phrases? They seem to be a little uh, awkward and saying something which is not quite clear. So Rashi says, and both of these comments of Rashi are, of course, different uh, chazal. Number one, don't think that if there's a blood flowing from some other part of her body, that's considered a nida. We're talking about blood which flows from her makor, from her uterus. Non-uterine blood is even if it's um, flowing from the vagina, but if we can determine that the origin of the blood is not the uterus, it's perhaps some wound or infection or whatever, that's not nida blood. Similarly, the Torah says, Dam bisora. What has to be flowing in order to become tome is blood. There are various all sorts of fluids and liquids which might flow from a woman, from that uh, same channel in her body, which are not blood. And the way we determine the difference is that blood is red. And therefore Rashi says, Unless it is red. And indeed, the Gemara Meseches Nido, Dafiutes, determines that there are five shades of red, which are halachically considered red, pinks and scarlets and whatnot. And black would also be considered red. As the Gemara says, that black 
basically was once red, but it has become uh, perhaps uh, discolored over time, so it appears black. But other colors are not considered dumb, they're not blood, and therefore um, no tumor. And that's learned from the Psukim. Dom yihi ezovah. Dom is blood. The Pasuk in Melochim Beis. Vayiru moav esamayim edomim kedam. Adumim kedam. They're red as blood. Shivas yamim tihi evanidoso. If a woman menstruates. In other words, she shows this, she's showing these, this dam. Once. For a few moments. A few drops or whatever. Then there's a seven day period which are shivas yamim these are seven days in which she's tummy. Whether she saw all seven days or saw just once. But that's seven days of Nida. And during that time, anyone who touches her, husband or child or whatever, is tome until evening. One day tomorrow. Anything she lies upon, a bed, a stretcher, a hammock, is also tummy. Anything she sits upon, a chair, a bench. Anyone who touches her bed. Is tome for a day. A mishkov hanida, the bed of the nida, and the chair of the nida are all in their own right avos hatumah. Suppose she's sitting on the bed and someone else is sitting on the bed. She's sitting on a bench and someone else is sitting on the same bench. Not touching each other. And not even touching the bed or the bench. So the husband is sitting on the bed which she slept on. Now the sheets that she slept on are removed. And he's sitting on the bed not touching the bed. He's sitting on a blanket. He's sitting on a pillow whatever. Nevertheless, he's sitting on the same bed as she. He is lying on the same bed as she, or sitting on the same bed, or sitting in the same chair as she was, is at that moment, the same moment they're together, yitmad ha'orev. The person who sits with her is Tomeh. The yimshachov yishkav Suppose a person has relations, prohibited relations, but he has relations purposely, accidentally, with a with his wife who is a nido. He becomes, so to speak, a nida. He also was Tomei for seven days. And he also, any bed that he sleeps on is going to become Tomei. He takes over, uh, not takes over and removes from her, but he takes over and kind of copies her Tuma. He becomes a replica of her Tuma. So this is the condition of a nida. That during the time she's Tomei, she's Tomei for seven days. The Torah doesn't say in these psukim how she gets out of that condition. But we know at the end of those seven days, she goes to the mikveh and she becomes Tomei. There's no requirement min Torah of seven clean days. Seven days she's Tomei, seven day at the night she's Tohor. However, she does have to go to the mikveh. Does she have to bring... A, um, a korban on day eight? No, otherwise a woman would have to bring normally eight korbanos, uh, sorry, twelve korbanos once every month, uh, all year long. Twelve korbanos a year. That's not necessary. A nida, which we've been studying about until now, is not required to have shiva nakiyam min ha-Torah and 
is not required to have a carbon. Now we're moving to this other case. This is not menstruation we're talking about in the usual sense, but rather a zovo. Suppose she continues to flow many days below Esnidasa, beyond, again, Chazal, beyond her seven-day normal period of flow. She goes beyond the flow and, and, and menstruates into day 11, 12, 13, 14. She has um, three, I'm sorry, she has the halacha of a nida during this time, and Chazal determined that she does not become a zova unless she sees dam for three consecutive days. If she sees dam for three consecutive days, then she has a halacha of a zova, and as far as her tumor status is concerned, it's the same as a nida. Namely, anything she touches becomes tome, she has relations with her husband, he becomes tome, etc., any um, bed upon which she sleeps, any couch, any stretcher upon which she lies, that too becomes tome as a nidos bed becomes tome. Anything she sits upon becomes tome like a nidos tumah. Whoever touches the bed or the uh, chair becomes Tomei. They become Tomei. Those who come into contact with her, her chair, her bed, etc. become Tomei a day till evening. Now we come to the one Pasuk which tells us a lot. A lot of Allah to learn from this Pasuk. And that is to her to become pure, clean of her Zava condition, not of her Nida condition. Nida condition, once her seven days are over, they're over. For a Zava, she has to count seven clean days. The Sofrala Shivas Yomim, she has to count seven clean days, Shivon Nakiim, the Achar Titor, and then she becomes Tor, obviously, if she goes to the Mikveh, Counting after having counted seven clean days, she then goes to the mikveh. Then she becomes tohor, this zova. That is the end of the lecture number six. Tomorrow, next lecture will be number seven. But this ends lecture number six. We've now studied from shishi to shavi.